Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Great, man. How are you? I'm fantastic. Big son of a bitch. Big tall glass of water. Uh, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Yes, appreciate that. Oh, does that hurt your feelings? No, I just wondered where you're going with it. The other day you mm. called me uh, ugly. Oh, I think. but yeah. I said ugly, good looking. It sounded like, like you, you know, didn't mean to do it. You kind of tried to It's like a big, ugly bastard, but in a loving way. You know what I mean? Come here. Yeah. Come here, you dipshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a term of endearment. Yeah. Just like my dad used to say. Yeah. Yeah, get over here, dipshit. Come here, you fucking idiot. Jesus Christ, you yeah. little bitch. It's all in the tone of voice yeah, and context. Right. And yeah, when my dad said that stuff, he usually meant that. He was right. like, come here, stupid. Pretty good mood. <laughs> yeah, come here, See, that stupid. sounds different. Yeah. But yeah. you're like, ah, oh, you big, ugly son of a bitch. That's nice. Hey, get your stupid ass over here. That sounds right, that's bad. Right. Or, hey, stupid. Like, oh, that's just because right. I got bad grades. Right, you can't do that. Right. But if you say, gay, hey, stupid. Hey, you little bitch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Little ribbon, that's it. My dad called me booger. Yeah, so you get over here, booger. Yeah. And then your friends called you booger eater, so. They were not my friends. Those mm. those kids that called me that were definitely not my friends. That was, uh... Uh, that was a traumatic part of my life. But I'm sure I'm elementary school is traumatic for plenty of people, right? I mean, everyone got bullied. Everyone yeah. found themselves in bad situations. Everybody got bullied and bullied. Everyone got bullied I mean, and bullied back. People say they didn't, and, yeah. but they do. Even if you blocked it from your memory. You there's have, someone out there who would say, there's someone out there who'd say differently. Exactly, right. and they know. And I have a feeling that if they told you this is what you did, you'd go, oh. Mm, and you might either I remember do. it, but at the very least you'd go, it does seem like the yeah. way I would no, probably I bully someone. I, did it. I bully kids. I know that I used to. There was. A, I used to do it in that manner, though. In what manner? Well, get over here, you big ugly son of a bitch! But I know that there was kids who probably didn't like that. So you know, whatever. I didn't do it. Like I never was like, "Fuck you, give me your lunch money." No, no, I didn't or, do that. I'll put you in a fucking locker, or I'll kick your fucking ass. I didn't do any of that. Like that. That is more. Uh, you know, that's almost terror, right? Yeah, that's I what didn't they do. Terrorize the people. I didn't do that, but I did. You know. Take wisecracks at people all the time. Yeah, and I mean, I don't remember. Also, most oddly of enough, it. that's how I grew up in my house. So, right. So you used you didn't to. come home without anybody fucking making fun of you. My kids are like that now. 
Know what, what I mean? Can you think of a time, or did you? Has anyone ever said something to you years later in person on Facebook about, hey, you know? It was a kid who this. worked with my mom, and he recognized her name, and said, "Oh, it's your son." And she's like, "Yeah," and you know, oh, and he's like, "Oh, we went to high school together." And she's like, "Oh, you know, did you, were you guys friends?" He's like, "Why don't you ask him?" Oh, I think you told him about right. that. Right, so okay. that was kind of like, oh. And, and he had to try like, and think back. And then she was like, why, was he mean to you or something? He goes, meh, ask him. And then I thought back. I'm like, I think I just busted the kid's balls. Like, I didn't I didn't dislike him. But again, that is like me going through life. Like, yep. I didn't dislike that kid. I, I don't know. Like, if I saw him, I'd say hi. Right. Like, but, you know, obviously that carried with him, and I didn't know it, you know? Absolutely. But That's there a were, bad thing. There were bullies, like the actual, well, there's bullies I'll who take really, your lunch money. Yeah. That's a, That does happen, and I had some of that. Yeah. Or I at least witnessed. No, I sort of had that, and I witnessed some of that. But just because you never did that doesn't mean that you didn't exactly. hurt someone's doesn't mean feelings. I'm, doesn't mean I'm, I'm free. Exactly. The and I was mu- much more of a, I, I don't want to say bully, because that's not the word, but I, I was horrible to women. As a kid? As a teenager. What do you mean? Like, have sex with them and not talk to them. Oh. Blow them off. Like, you know, uh, 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 just, yeah. I, I was, I, so I'm that like later high school, whatever. Well, I guess I'm sort of trying to have sex with people at 15, and 16. And then you just don't talk And then, them. like, you know, I'd have sex with them and, you know, talk them into it. And then, you know. Act, like, like, I, like, I, I really like you. Like you oh, know, okay, flirt yeah. with them for a couple of weeks, call them on the phone, and then have sex with them. And then, you know. Be like, and it wasn't that you didn't enjoy the sex. No, and it wasn't that I didn't. I don't know how to explain this, uh, but it it wasn't that I didn't like them up until that point. Okay, I don't know what it was about me at that age, and maybe even still to this day, to some degree, that the flirting one, the excitement of I think she likes me. Can I can't right, but then. Once that happened, I'm, I've never been the guy to be like, I want to do that again. Right. And so I didn't really know how to deal with those feelings, right, and convey that message in any sort of adult manner because I, I don't even know I know how to do that now. Me neither. Um, so it would just be easier if I just was a complete asshole and just ignored you. That's right? how I broke up like, with girlfriends. It. I definitely broke up with girlfriends that way. Yeah. I wasn't really having that much sex. But uh, I did break up with a couple girlfriends with the cultural. I mean, one of them I dated for five months, which in high school right. is that's years. That is right. a years long relationship. And I just kind of stopped going out yeah. of my way to see her in the hallway, stopped going out of my way to see her before class in the mornings. Right. Uh, and at one point, she finally, you know, passed me in the hall and she's like, Reed, is, is everything okay? I'm like, yeah, fine. Yeah. And then I just walked off again. I'm like, now she'll know for sure. Right. Even though I just said, like, I just couldn't bring myself to say, like, you know, I think, and I don't know why I wanted to break up with her. It makes yeah. no sense. You get a little bit, you get a, an ego. So what happens is you're single, you're trying to date. You're like, dude, I, I'm never going to meet someone. Right. This is so hard. I'm so awkward. I'm bad at meeting girls. I, I just can't work up the courage to ask. And then you meet someone. This girl was way out of my league. And then after five months, I was like, dude, she, I am ready to move on. She it wasn't Man, even like that. Over here. It was, for me, it was like, I, God, I don't know. I, I'm just such a bad person when it comes to relationships. I, I get it. It was like a competition in my head. Like, I liked spending time with you, and I had fun, but I understood what the competition was. The competition was, can I get you to love me? Like, it's a game. What can I do, right? And, and so I don't think I thought of it in that sense when I was going through it, right? Yeah. But once you did it, you were like, oh, I really liked the idea of courting you. Yeah. And, uh, you know... 
and getting you uh, to like me. But once you do, I'm not all that interested anymore. Like that, the the excitement was over. Okay, what if they like you from the very beginning? If they say, "Hey, so and so is really into you," same sort of thing. Taoism comes into play, and you're like, "Why does this person like me so much?" Yeah, but I mean, I was young, so if they said, you know, like, "Oh." Sheila really digs you and wants to have sex at the party. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, but, but it's not as fun. That was much more. Like, there, you know, there was this girl, Raquel, and, you know, I used to have Raquel. sex with her every once in a while. And But she would treat me the same way. That was where, as I got later on into high school, most of my relationships were that. I dated girls who weren't being faithful, I'm positive, and neither was I. Okay. But we would hang out, you know, and be like, you know, if there was nothing else going on. Sort but, of a couple. Yeah, kind sure. of, and be like, oh, look at those two, they're together. But then, you know, I could be at a party the next day with someone else, and they'd be like, oh, I saw her at this party with Paul. And I'd be like, it didn't matter to me. Right. And that didn't really kind of made it easier for me. Because then you had like a date for homecomings and proms and everything, but you didn't really have to care. Well, did you ever get hurt like by someone breaking up with you or just at the end of a relationship where you felt that well, sadness? Well, I probably did before that, I would bet. You know, like maybe like like early, in, like, you know, sixth grade, maybe seventh okay, but, grade. You know what I mean? Where you're like in love with someone. You don't know what it is. Like, I can remember that. Well, is that the and last then, time you then, were in love was sixth and no, seventh grade? No, I'm just saying that then it doesn't work out or they break up with you or they say they don't like you yeah. or they gave you their friend. I think when that happened, like maybe sixth or seventh grade a couple of times, I think I was out. That's when like, I don't want to feel like that. That's again. when you built the concrete around your heart was yeah. in sixth or seventh grade. Yeah. I was like, no, this wow. is dumb. I'm not playing that game. Oh man. But I think I've let it down since then. I mean, I've dated girls for long periods of time that I've been in love with, uh, but I'm saying when they ended, you weren't sitting at home crying about it. You weren't well, listening to sad music and wallowing in your, Pity because you felt bad no, for yourself. I was you- sad. Yeah, I was sad. I mean, I would say that I dated three girls. I married one of them. Yeah. I dated three girls for a long periods of time. One for five or six years, one for a couple years, and then my ex-wife. And yeah, I was sad after those, for sure. Okay. For sure, I loved all three of them Like listening, listening to Death Cab sort of Yeah, but I would say with my ex-wife, just, it was because... That lasted so much longer than it should have because right. we were married with kids. In an odd way, that was the easiest one to get over. Yes, because you, you were together like, longer was, than you should was, have We been. both were like, this... Is it I, why work? are we still... like? It's been We've been doing this for four years too long, right? Yeah. Yep. So then it was like, yeah, it was horrible. It was horrible for the kids, but it was horrible for a bunch of different reasons. Not because I was like, man, this is the one who got away. Yeah. But like my first you know, live-in girlfriend, really, in Florida... You know, yeah, I was devastated when that didn't work out. Okay. No, it was partly my fault. I cheated on her. Like, I, uh, of that's course. not what I'm asking. Of course. Right. It can be totally your fault. Yeah, you could have been I was the one devastated. I would have married her in a heartbeat. Married her in a heartbeat. Okay. When you see pictures of her now, like if you were to go on Facebook and see a picture well. of you, uh, d- well, still though, does do you feel anything? I don't if you mean, go back and see I, when, a picture of her? Um, Are you like, man, does it bring up those memories? A little bit of that feeling? We in still your text stomach? every once in a while. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, like I told you, we text every once in a while, like, that's you know, football games or whatever. Yeah. Okay. But so if you see a, a picture of her pop up, or if you saw like an old picture of her pop up that you hadn't yeah, seen yeah. or don't remember, oh, yeah. you could get that feeling a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Okay. I think my mom showed me one of me and her. Okay. It was like me, my mom, my dad, and her, like on a beach in Florida or something. I was like, man, I really, really liked her. Yeah, and it could also be a mix of just nostalgia, youth, and the yeah, time of life. Still, and all that, but it was you like, I knew I really liked her. Yeah. I really liked her. There was something special about her. And then when I moved back to Detroit, you know, the first girlfriend I had there, yeah, I was in love with her. 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, and that ended horribly. But, but you're the one who taught me all those years ago. You and our friend Bergen. Uh, I remember you guys talking about the concrete around the heart, because yeah. I, my my high school girlfriend, the, you know, we've been together for like six years. Where we ended up living together for well, a few high months. High fidelity, man. If you were going to hurt me, you had to get to me a lot fucking earlier. Right. So, a but lot I, earlier. I was like 22 at the time. I right. think 21, 22 in that relationship ended, and I went through the full thing. Even though I had just broken up with her not that long before she ended up breaking right. up with me, because we would break up and get back together, we it's tended to alternate who was doing the breaking up. But I think what happened the last time was was it wasn't like we got in a big fight. It wasn't like things were going so poorly. It was just that I could see that she was losing interest in me, and that other people were more fun to her. The opportunity oh, to yeah. go meet other people sounded like a lot more fun than being around me, yeah. which didn't used to be the thing. It used to be she was the one asking me, yeah. oh, you're going to go out with your friends? Come on, let's do something. I, I was the one who had to you know, get away and have a guy's night or whatever, right. but suddenly she wasn't coming home. Suddenly... Yeah. Even when work was over, I was like, oh, she should have been home by now. Devastating, man. And then, and then devastating. you don't know exactly what's going on, but of course you build it up in your head and probably something is going yeah. on. And the longer it goes on, the more you believe it. And then when you get that confirmation, because I was sick for a while, but I finally, I went, you know, this is so embarrassing, but I finally, I, I asked her friend, hey, what's going on with her? Yeah. You know? And she's like, listen, Rena, I think she just, she's young. I think she just wants to spread her wings. Yeah. And, Experience life. And by the way, if if she hadn't have done it, I would have been doing it of probably course. in a month, but it didn't matter. No. Because it wasn't me doing it. I mean, it. that girl I just talked to you about that I was in love with her, my parents and everything else. I know I cheated on her. Um but I remember I was a bartender at a bar and she was a, a bartender at a bar down the street. And every once in a while I get off earlier than her and I go have a drink. But it didn't happen a lot, right? Usually we just met in our apartment. And one night I went to her bar and I saw her talking to the other bartender and he was taller than her. Um, no, and I knew him, never thought anything about it, but I saw the look in her eyes. The yeah, look exactly. in her eyes. That's she was it, yeah. laughing and he was smiling and I saw that look in her eyes and I was like, you haven't had that look with me. For a years. while. Yep. Exactly. But you used to. It hurts. You used to. Yeah. I you I it was like boom. I remember when you looked at me like that. Mm -hmm. We you just haven't, you know. And by the way, you probably didn't either, but you shouldn't. Of course. Right? Like I know that, you know, five years later it's been hell. I got it. But I do remember those first couple years when you did. Yeah. And if you hadn't seen her doing that, there's a chance you you still could have broken up with her a couple weeks later anyway. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right, it doesn't matter. But I remember that hurting. Like, you know, and she didn't say and then I came over and talked to him and he was like like no, they were super nice, yep. you know. But I knew, like, oh, I see you looking at him like that. Yep, I it remember those those is. stages of grief. There was the she's not coming home, okay, and then you start feeling sad for yourself, sitting at the apartment alone. What's going on? I don't understand. Right. She's not responding all that quickly. She's coming home super late. Doesn't want to talk. Then you have the confirmation, which is when I asked her friend, and she's like, right. "Hey, you know, she just wants to spread her wings." Has she met someone? You know, I'm asking. Like, she right. on me? No, no, no. She's just, you know. But spreading wings is bad enough, right? right. I don't need wings spread. Keep your wings clipped right here <laughs> until I leave. I'll be the one to spread my wings. Right. And so that hurt. And then to have the next phase, which was her telling me face to face, confronting me, like, "Hey, yeah. 
Okay, I know you're, you've been looking for me. And by the way, I embarrassed myself so badly because in that in those last moments, I really didn't want it to end because it was her ending it, I guess, that I went out and got flowers, got the card, right, you know, just late. like, hey, but it's too late. And then it's so embarrassing because that's yeah, not something I did back then anyway. No, yeah. So it was just ridiculous. Not, and it also makes you look kind it of pathetic. It looks so pathetic, yeah. so pathetic. And my friends are the ones telling me to do it. Well, go get her no. some flowers. Go to, and I shouldn't have listened. I knew, like, it's probably too late. And like, well, if it's too late, who cares? I do. My self-respect cares right. because now she's like, "Oh, gee, thanks," and puts them behind her. Let's right. have a conversation. Oh my God. Like, oh, you know, I'm not gonna like hand these right Mm-mm. back to you, but we do need to have a talk. Yeah. So then that hurts. She moves out, but then the next one was seeing her for the first time when, however long it was, maybe a month later. You know, passing her on the street. And she's in the car and she's with a guy, and I know the, who the guy is. Right, and it starts all over. And man, it's crazy to say, but anyone who's been through it, I think, can relate. And I know they talk about it in swingers, you know, that pain. Yeah. It starts to get a little less, a little less, a little less, and then it goes away and you start to miss that pain. There yeah. is something about that pain. Absolutely. Especially at the right age. Yeah. I think when you're young and there is. You're, you're experiencing these feelings for kind of the first time, and you're trying yeah. to figure out what you're going to do with your life and how relationships work, that shit hurts. But, oh, it, but it's, a, it's, it's a hurt that you can really, really indulge in. And I know that sounds crazy, but there's plenty of music to listen to. Of course. They've written... Endless songs about all exactly what you're basically all of them. It's hard to come across one that isn't about like, I, what you're I, just It's funny because I, I, I'm going to a baseball game and my uh, youngest kid's pitching. And before he goes out to the mound, every, every time he's going to pitch, I mm-hmm. go, how many kids are you going to strike out? Then we have a rule. And he looks at me and goes, all of them. Right. And I go, then I, we hit hands. And I go, have fun. That's that's our pregame, right? Yeah. Same thing. How many songs are written about heartbreak? Fucking all of them. All of them. All of them. I mean, really. And, all of them. And so you don't run out of stuff. And then I remember getting to the point where I drove by the house and I said something at work and Lazo was like, oh, I remember Lazo's reaction. He goes, oh, <laughs> oh he's shit. In that he, was, he was, yeah, and, and Lazo wasn't making fun of me. No. He wasn't having a go. He literally <laughs> just said, oh, oh, man, I didn't know that you were right. the driving by the house were. phase. I didn't know that we were doing that. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's a phase. And, and mm-hmm. Lazo was like, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. that's a phase. And You're I was so it, relieved You're just to know it. like what I was doing didn't make me a stalker. I know or, people think I'm a dick to you all the time, but I was pretty good. And I did, you know, like, don't cry. But that was, you know, I we think did even a good the, job together. Yeah. Even and the I, don't cry thing was like, you know, big brother shit, right? Yeah. And I think that the, what, look, maybe it was it's not my the best. Way I, know, of, I know people think that was also my way of, you know, lighting up a little bit. But you never told like, me not to not to indulge in those feelings. No. You never told me Mm-mm. that, you know, you never said, toughen up. Right. Uh, stop thinking about her. Just go meet someone else immediately. And no, everything. I didn't that like wasn't dismiss the talk. It. That's dismissive. Yeah. I wouldn't dismiss ju- it. You didn't do that. But no. you did say that this one's going to hurt the worst. Yeah. Because it's the first time. It's the first time you're experiencing this heartbreak. Yeah. And I got to say that from that point on, I've, I've been able to go forward in relationships. And no matter how That's much it. I love the person, yeah. I think they're going to probably fall out of love with me right. someday. And by the way. And I'm, I, I need to, I'm prepared for that. We've talked about it. And I've said it before in the air. It is. It's that pain, right? You can only feel once. You literally can only feel once. It's like heroin chasing the dragon or whatever. Like the next person you may have loved more. Yeah. I get it. But I've already felt that pain. I already know what it is. So when it happens unexpectedly, right? And now you felt it when you were in the sixth grade and the seventh grade. You may have built up walls, be like, I don't want to go through that again. But as an adult, when you were like, this is it. I'm in my 20s and I love this person, Mm -hmm. 
right? And you're doing like now you're doing like adult shit together, getting license plate right. tags and shit. Like Straight you're living life together, right? Yeah. Like you're a team. And when that shit goes south, that's a, a whole different level of pain. And you weren't expecting it because you probably thought it's going to feel like when I got broken up with in high school. Or you thought but it does. Or you maybe even thought in my case we've broken up before. Who cares? Right. I might be the one who's doing the breaking up. It's never really. But the, I knew that time. I knew because we lived yeah. together. I knew like this game is over. Mm-hmm. We can't go, keep going back to this uh, place. Right. right. We're not going to be able to go back to that well any longer. We've done this enough. Right. Obviously, this was never really supposed to be a thing. Although you did you look go back. back on it. Well, went back physically. Remember I went and met you at a bar, and she was like, hi. And I was like, you got to be yeah. fucking kidding me. That was a pretty good surprise, you, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, because I usually know everything about you. And I was like, really? Yeah. And you were like, well, this is the only way I could figure out how to tell you. I, I and thought you it was guys pretty were both funny. there meeting me at a bar. I was like, you got to be shitting me. Yeah, yeah. But and that, yeah. by the way, not going to lie, it did feel good that at some point, you know, she was like, what are you doing? You know, I, Run. I miss seeing you. You want to, you want to come see well, a place? Yeah, I'm like, oh, happens, where, where do you live? As if I don't know exactly where those you live like and which apartment long, drown out, drown out. So I say, like, we broke up after, you know, she was looking at that guy. But we probably dragged that fucking shit on for a year and a half. Right. You know, like, it's just, you know, moving out. We moved out. But then, you know, oh, well, we can still go to dinner. Like, oh, and then, you know, oh, I would be like, oh, someone would be like, hey, you know. She's at this bar, you know, and you're like, well, I'll just roll in there with a couple of my buddies, right? And you go home and sleep together. So like a year and a half long, cruel, uh, you know, torture that you both put yourself through. Yep. You know? But that's why now I say what I told you then, like, just fucking cut it off. Because that year and a half is like, oh, it's torturous. You know it's not going going anywhere. But you also don't give yourself any time to meet anybody else or move on or anything. And you just stick in this unhappiness for so long that it's like, when you know, you know. Like when you said, we're not going back to that well anymore, but you still went back to it. When you know, I really believe that that's when you just got to be like, I'm fucking done. Mm-hmm. And I can't, even though I want to, I can't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we start getting along. It doesn't matter if it, I, because I know what happens. Right. And what happens is we drag this out for another year and a half until, until we remember what, why we got broke up in the first exactly. place. Exactly. It's, we're going right? to get back to And there. we're only doing this because we're fucking scared. Yep. You're scared. I'm scared. You're scared to be alone. I'm scared that I may never meet another person. Yep. Right, I, I'm scared. I don't even know what the fuck to do. I don't even know if I want to meet anyone, but I don't know how to live my life without someone. So what the fuck do I do now? Yep, I can't afford to lose you. And also, you're jealous of the fact. What if? What if she is happy? What if she's with somebody else? What right. if she, you know that? And who is it that she's with? And though, but I, I'm curious what you think about because after that happened, and I mean, people might think I'm exaggerating, but I'm really not. I that hurt, and then every relationship after that. Uh, you, you can feel you, you feel something sure. for sure, but it's it's nothing like that. And right. I always had this thing. It was kind of like I know this is kind of um, depressing, but like as a kid, my friends making fun of how old my dad was, and I I always had this fear that I was going to lose my dad. So I was kind of mentally preparing for that all the time. Well, right. in relationships after that first one, I just mentally prepare for them to fall out of love with me. I just think that's right. an, almost an inevitability. If it right. continues to last, that's great. If it doesn't, I won't be so surprised. So by it. I think I didn't. Do, I don't do that. 
I understand exactly what you're saying, and I understand how you get that. I do it just slightly different, which is I expect it to work. I hope it'll work, right? And I don't think you're going to fall out in love with me, and I don't think I'm like I'm in it. If we're going to do it, then I'm in it. But there's a little part of me in the back of my head that just says, if it doesn't work, you already know how this feels. You Maybe already, that's part like, of so. It that's too. my thing. Like it's not like oh you're you're going to. I don't I don't know. I don't put any expectations on what's going to happen in the relationship right it may work we may get married and have kids and that would be great right yeah but there's a little thing in the back of my head that's just like if it doesn't you've been here before you know what to do yep right it's like i, I liken it to i always say the hitman right uh, 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 when a hitman kills someone the first time it's got to be uh, you can't imagine right the second third fourth fifth sixth seventh time no, it's got to get easier right absolutely uh, I, the same thing is um if you get convicted of a crime, right, there are things, you know, that they can do instead of jail time, all right? And so you've heard of them before. Uh, you could go to boot camp, and they run boot camps, right? And you go there for like 12 weeks instead of 40 weeks in jail, and you do this boot camp. You know who's not eligible for boot camp? People who've already People who've been camp? in fucking boot camp in the military. You can't go. You know why? Because I know it's bullshit. I know what it feels like. I know what it is. And I know at the end of these 12 weeks, I'm, it's over. Yeah. So it doesn't fucking matter. You can't scare me because I've already fucking done it. I did boot camp. So I can't go to boot camp again because I'll get in there and I'll be like, yeah, just tell me what to do. And I'll fucking, I'll do it all. And I'll kiss your ass. Sense. Yes, sir. No, sir. And I'm not going to fucking learn anything because why? Because I know it. Same thing with relationships. Same exact fucking thing. Once you get killed that first time, you can't kill me again. You literally can't do it. You I've think, already been killed. Do you think that's interesting? Do you think that people who go to prison for a couple of years, you know, they keep, you know, they, they try to rob a bank, they do this, right. whatever, and they get like a five year sentence and serve two and a half years? Are right. those people less afraid of? Yes. Okay, because they I know don't they think can, that means they, that they want to go back. They don't want to like go back. Right. Exactly. And they do anything not to go back. But I'm telling you, for someone who's been there. Right? If you've been there for three years, you survived it, right? Yes. The night before you're going back to prison is completely different than the dude who's going there for the first time. Right. Okay. Like, I at least know what to expect, right? I know what it's going to be like. Right. Same thing with everything in life. I know what this is going to be like. The biggest fear is I don't know what it's going to be like. Of course. So I'm like, well, when I get in there, what what happens when I get in there? You just hold me down and fuck me? Is that right? And that lasts for how long? Five years? Am I going to get stabbed? Am I supposed to stab someone? I got to become a fucking racist? Right. Right. Like, what do I got to join a fucking Aryan brother? Like, all those things, right? I'm going to be murdered in there? Like, all those things. All those things can happen, right? But once you've done it, you're like, I know how to navigate this. Just like the relationship. You don't want it to end necessarily, but you know you can survive it. Right. So, what I was going to ask you is, what do you think, because I, I attribute my not being so scared of uh, that feeling because I don't mm-hmm. think I can ever feel it again, to that, that relationship when I was 21. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think, because I've got friends who do not feel that way, who do think that, you know, uh, the, 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 the one I've got now, if I lose this one, then I'll never meet someone else. You so know, they I lost someone friends, before? Yeah, and they've lost people before, and I always think, well, didn't you feel it? Didn't you feel it the first time? Like, you know, why yeah. do you still feel that? Why are you still so scared? It's almost like... Um, well, I think there's a lot of people who don't reconcile with the first one. Yeah, okay, so you don't so think you it's know, like a childhood I, thing? Well, no, I think a lot of people don't strip it down. They don't... 
So I think like if you're dating someone in your 20s and you get broken up with within the matter of weeks, you're dating someone else. And now this is the one you don't give yourself time to just strip it down and see what it's like to be you with all those fears and baggage and alone. And so I think people can probably move from relationship to relationship and actually probably, yeah, be devastated, but happy pretty quick and not have to deal with it. Every time I've dealt with it, it's like, you know like a fucking Rollins book, right? Like, I want to fucking wallow in it. I want to own it. I yeah, want to live with it. I need it. I'm, you know, uh, you know, I'm just not jumping back into a relationship, you know? And so, you know, I think there's those people who would say, I don't want to, I don't know who your friends are or whatever, but I think there are those people who maybe, you know, just kind of, all of their relationships are just kind of medium. Oh, okay. You see what I'm so saying? So, so they're, they're like the highs, really... highs aren't that, and the lows, lows aren't that. That and that's a decent way sense. to move through life, right? That like, makes sense. And you also, never really know. And love is, it's, it's you know, it, it, it's not finite in the sense that I, you, when I tell you that I love the girl in Florida, you have no idea what that feels like to me. No. And I have no idea what that feels like to you. Right. None. So, you know, that, it's just not a comparable thing. That, ma- that makes sense. Because and some of these people, I don't know their their histories totally, but I know they've dated other people. But it would make a lot of sense. I would not be surprised at all. Actually, now I would be surprised if the opposite were true, that they have not had one of those relationships with the hurt as big as the hurt that we're describing. Right. So you think that once anyone has experienced that hurt. Right, because what I'm saying is is that when they say that, it makes me think that they haven't had it and they're scared to get it. So the other relationships that they broke up in, right, they, you know, it didn't crush them like that. So now they know, like, hey, if I lose this one, this is the one. I'm not even saying it's the one, but they don't know what it feels like because they haven't had the one crush them. That makes sense. I think that's it. No, I think that makes sense because I think about some of these people and some of the relationships they've been in. I know they've lived with people. At least one of them did. But I don't know that they've ever had, like, any really long relationships that were quite as serious that could lead to that level of... Of hurt, of right. heartbreak. And also, we, me and you are very similar in the sense that um, I think a lot of people get into relationships and get out of relationships. They're just always in them. Yeah. Right? And I know you're always, but you're in relationships a lot more than I am. But when you do it, you do it. I think a lot of people just kind of have boyfriends and girlfriends, right? And it's, For sure. you know, it's not really, you know, uh, but they don't have to. They don't have to love them like with the way that they love their first love or the way they're going to love their next love. It's just, hey, this is fun. We're in a relationship, and I tell this person I love them, right? Yeah. And so I think people who go through those kind of relationships, you know, like I don't, I don't, you know, I think about my dad. Like my dad was married to my mom forever, and then you know he was in relationships before her. But I can't see him just, you know, I think he was just like, yeah, this is fun. It's cool. You know, I love your mom. So what do you think he would have done if she'd left? I think he would have uh, figured out how to get the house clean. So you don't think he would have, but you don't think he would have just been sobbing and... I don't. Hmm. I don't. I th- I'm trying to think what my dad... I think my dad would have been... No, hopefully my mom's not listening to this, but I don't. You know, I think he was just... I don't want to say he didn't love my mom. He did. He stayed with her for, you know, until he died. But I just think it was more, you know, it was a happy coexisting feeling. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't know your your parents' relationship, obviously, but and it, there's there's generational stuff that probably p- goes into sure. to to play here as well. But yeah, I think, I mean, my dad, I think he would have been devastated. I think 
I think my mom. I mean, look, I can see what happened with my mom when my dad passed away. She's obviously devastated. Right, my and mom that, too. That could be different because there is even more finality. To well, that that's thing. the thing. The other thing is that you know when someone dies, there's no. Yes, it's completely final, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not. And the problem with it not being final, and, you know, as you watch your parents or anybody, I guess, you know, people die all the time of different ages, but for me, my parents, um, you don't get to the point where you stop loving them. Right. You don't ever get that. Yeah. Like, as we talk about that pain and everything else, like, you don't get to the point to where, like, you're like, I don't give a fuck. Right. Like, the I don't give a fuck, that's... The breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Like when they text you and they're like, well, fuck you. And you're like, I don't fucking Whatever. care. Whatever. Right. right. Why are you a f- fucking crazy person? Yeah. I, like th- you don't get that when they die. I, you know, that to me is the difference I see with my mother is that she still loves that guy. He's gone. Yeah. My ex-girlfriends are all gone and I, I have the luxury to not love them anymore. Yes. Yeah. It is a huge difference. Right. A huge difference. But just, yeah. So thinking back to the how would your parents respond to a breakup i think my dad would have been really devastated but i also think my dad my dad was probably one of those kind of guys that had the i'll never meet anyone you right. know what i mean i think he probably had that kind of low self-esteem like right. this was when i found someone and and also uh, not to you know talk about him too much but like i found out later that he had been engaged to someone when he left to go overseas mm-hmm. with the navy and then when he she stops responding to his letters halfway through and he comes back and can't find her and then tries to go win her back like finding right. out where she lives and going to her house with like you know. So he was probably like he felt it, so he didn't want to fucking feel it again. Yes. But he may have been like I don't mean to speculate, but he may have been like I felt it. Now I'm married. Let's just stick this out. Yeah. I mean, I know my dad asked. The story is that my dad asked my mom to marry him on a Friday night. Okay. And had a date with another woman on Saturday that he was going to ask to marry him. If my mother said no. Wow. Okay. So he had two. He this was like, like, I'm getting married and it's either going to be her or the nurse. I'm ready Let's to figure it out. It's yeah. like a business decision. And I've been dating both of you for a long time. Yeah. Neither one of you know about each other. Yeah. So my, this is my it. Dad wasn't that, it wasn't that different of a situation because my dad, I think, had been engaged. It went south, whatever. And he was sad about it. And someone at work said, hey, we're getting ready to hire some new girls. There's going to be like, you know, 10 of them. So ask some of them out. Right. So they, they started. He asked one of them out. Happened to my mom two weeks later. They were engaged to be married. Right. So I think that's a generational thing, too, though. Yeah. You got to a point where it's like, I need to get married. You know, right. I can't keep doing this. It, this reminds me all of this kind of of the, uh, I hear people. You're people no, no, I mean, I mean, I think they love each other. Don't get me wrong. No, I no, I know. That, but, yeah. you know, I think my mom also, you know, she had a kid. Mm-hmm. She was young. Yeah. It wasn't like having a kid now. Right. You know what I mean? There wasn't a lot of, you know, and still to this day, there's not a lot of guys who want to step up and do that. But back then. Yep. Even less, right? Yeah. And especially at their age, my dad back from Vietnam, got a good job, right? Making money, good-looking guy, in shape, right? You know, all those the things. The job is so important. Right, you know, had a car and a house, you know? All those things that most people don't have when they're 24, certainly yeah. not now, but even back then, you right. know? I, I just saw you know, a thing. So I, I don't say my mom didn't love him. She dated him for a long time. She saw probably, I, I can't imagine that she wasn't like, this is a good, this is a good stable thing. guy this is a good thing who wants me. to adopt my daughter right. and take care of us and move us into a house. Like, you know, and not only do I love him, this is fucking good. Yeah. It's good. And I think a lot of times people fall in love with good. Yeah. This is good. But a lot of people are this looking for something that, that, that storybook romance, the. The notebook, whatever right. it is, and they're disappointed. Because the people I've really life. loved has been passion. It's been, you know, Charles Bukowski 
crazy shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like cr- you, your crazy matches my crazy. It's a fucking insanity, right? Yeah. Like the fights are so much bigger, right? And the and then like the good times are so much fucking better, right? Like all of that. And then I've been in relationships where it's like this is good for me. Yeah, this is a good relationship. This is, this is a good relationship. This is good for me. You have a big family. You're, you know, uh, you're good at the, all these things. They're good for me. Yeah. They're not uh, ending at night with too many gin and tonics and this crazy screaming and yelling and then fuck, right? Like all that crazy shit. That's the fucking stuff, man. Yeah. But you can't do that stuff. No. You can't, can't do, do it. You can't. So then you do a couple of those back to back, and you're mm-hmm. like, I want, uh, give me, I, I need good. Stability. I need good. Health. The problem is for people like me and you, and I don't know if anybody listening, the problem is good only lasts so long before good becomes boring. Mm-hmm. And then when good becomes boring, it doesn't mean you're going to go cheat on them. It doesn't mean you're going to do all these other things. You try to stay in that relationship. But when good becomes boring, you become less interested. And unfortunately, what was just good for you and made you happy what they were passionate about. So now you're paying less attention to them and their passions because it's just fucking boring. Yep. Right? There's, it doesn't, doesn't have emotions. that. Yep, so now you're emotions. like, oh, cool, you know, let's go out to dinner. But you don't give a fuck. No. Right? You don't so even resent you, it a little bit. Right, and now Come you're kind of like, you know, bad. you're just a bad partner. Yep. Not, not, you're not an asshole. Yeah. You're not cheating. You're, not, you're, you're a better partner. That's the other thing that gets confusing to you is that you're a better partner than you were to the other two. Yep. Right? Because the other two, you're screaming and yelling mm-hmm. and fucking crazy insanity shit. With this one, you're not doing any of that. But they know it too. Yep. They know you're not that passionate Your about heart's it. heart's not in it. Right. I, I thought of you yesterday because I saw a poll where they, they or it was a study where they, they asked men and women, you know, who are you attracted to? And they gave different faces, and then they gave different characteristics. This is crazy. So some of it's not so surprising. Like for women, like what's most important? Well, actual physical attractiveness on this thing that I saw was like at the bottom. Okay. okay? Not that it wasn't important at all, but just right. a list of things. And the top thing was basically wealth. You know, right. can you sure. provide? Can you provide and take of care course. of me? That would be my number one thing. Right. For the dudes, when they showed, for the straight men, when they showed them these women, the number one thing was looks, okay, for, right. for that first stage of attractiveness. But they made it more specific and they said, like, here are some things that you should know about this person. This person exhibits these behaviors, this one. And they literally just made some of these attractive women that these guys had voted as attractive. They said basically they're unpredictable. They, um, you know, are a little bit crazy, right? There's, right. A, there's something going on there. And, and, I mean, they were saying it in yeah. this thing that I was reading. And the guys chose that. Of course. Over the women of who course. aren't like that. Of they course. were like, yeah, that sounds good. It's one thing to, like, do it and not realize you're doing it. But they were answering this, you know, right. in a survey for the study. They're choosing, I want someone who of looks course. good and is a little unpredictable. Yeah. And uh, I think people, you know, they, they don't Because in the end, what that. do we really want? What do we want? We think we want what's good for us, but we don't. We never choose what's good for us. Look, look around. Take, stop right now and look around your world. You could make a hundred million different choices that are good for you. Instead, you're fucking drinking, you're smoking, you're eating fast food, you're fucking off, right? Yep. Like, we choose shit every time. Why? Because it's fucking exciting and fun. Mm-hmm. Good for you is fucking boring. Yeah. Why don't you fucking just downing broccoli, right? right? Because exercise it's daily, boring. Don't want to do now, it. Now there are people, but they make themselves do it, and I, and that's what being in a relationship, yeah, just that's like those parents that get married, you, and say married is like yeah. fucking working out. Exactly. I know it's good for me, 
So I'm going to do it. And every morning I'm going to go run and work out. Instead, every morning I'm going to fucking do this relationship. It's working out. It's not 3 o'clock in the morning at the bar. No. Because that's fucking fun. That's fun. (laughs) And so when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, this is fucking crazy hot and fun. It's exciting. Right? It's exciting. Have and ever, girls, they do the same thing. Don't, I'm not just, this is just from a uh, Girls date me because of a fucking basket case. Right. Fucking lost his mind. They are attracted to... <laughs> he has a to ton of potential. He's potential. fucking insane. Yes. He's potential. insane. And the highs are so high and the lows are so low, right? Like, that. so we all do it, right? Yeah. yeah. But know, we eventually go like, oh, man, this is good for me. And that's what I always think. I'm not saying this all the time. I know people are going to message me and whatever. But when I see people married for 50 years, I'm like, good for you. Yes. But really good for you because that's good for you. Yes. And I feel like it's the that's same people when I see when people see running. Yeah. You know, the, but not, uh, uh, not the overweight people running. Uh, the overweight people running, I'm like, oh, man, you're in that spot where you're looking you're for something worried. good for yeah. you. Right? Mm-hmm. I get it. It's the people who, like, run and make themselves run every day. When you go to the gym and they're just like, this is my 17th mile. That's the way I feel like. Like, we're celebrating our 25th anniversary. I'm like, yeah, 17 miles on that fucking treadmill, huh? Well, yep. good for you. Good for you. You, you, you made it. Figured you it did, out. And you made it work. You did the right I'm thing. I'm happy for you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, fuck that. I saw just a couple days ago, it was this week, there was a study that said for men, uh, if they're experiencing burnout in life, they found that marriage can actually help end that burnout. But what they were really talking about, if you read it, was a, a relationship that they're satisfied with. Okay. So when I see those studies that say married people live longer, married people are happier, maybe they have fewer health problems, whatever, I think they're doing the thing you're talking about. They're in relationships that are good. They're in relationships that are good decisions. Yeah, that are good, that for, are good for you. We really are. We're teammates. Right. You're teammates right. and you're you just know, helping we each other try out. try to help each other eat better, you know? Yeah. We, uh, support each other in our jobs, right? You yeah. know, we, I have someone to talk to, right? Yeah. We, you know? All those things. They're good for me. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not saying that is the relationship you want to be in. Of course, ideally. I'm just saying, it, it ain't that fun. It's not exciting. Right. Have you guys ever done the test where you figure and out- And that's what, life with everything. Of course. Right. Have you ever done the test where you figure out what kind of attachment style you have? Snow Cone, you've probably done this, right? With all the talk about mental health, you see stuff like this pop up all the time. I feel like attachment probably, styles were a big thing. It. But you've heard of the attachment styles? There's secure I've attachment- i the love languages. <clears throat> right. We've, we've talked about this is di- different. This is how you bond with someone or what kind of style you have when it comes to- Forming a relationship. There's secure. That's one of them. There's okay. avoidant, which is also known as dismissive, uh, anxious avoidant in children. But it's just it's avoidant, avoidant attachment okay. style. There's anxious attachment style, which can also be called preoccupied um, or anxious ambivalent in children. But we'll just focus on the adults. So secure, avoidant, anxious, and then there's disorganized, mm-hmm. which is also known as fearful avoidant in children. I don't understand. What does all this mean? So... They mean different things. Uh, I'm a you, fucking dummy because that did not make any sense to me. You can take a test to try and figure out which one you are. Okay. Now, so when I take the test, and this says, is like how, what am I? The, what attachment style do you have? Attachment to another person. Yes, it's like okay, relationships so, and how, what kind of like what kind of relationship do I want to be in, or who yeah. do I get attached to? How you, um, how you behave in these relationships? How I behave and it'll make more sense. It'll make more sense as okay, I just give you the first one. Sure. So, like, uh, secure is the one that I usually end up with mm-hmm. when I take these test it means that you uh tend to be trustful you have long relationships uh you tend to have decent self-esteem in yourself okay, okay? um you're willing to uh, 
share what you're thinking with your partner, mm-hmm. right? Uh, what you're feeling, what you're, what's going on. Mm-hmm. And you're also willing to seek out support from friends, f- family, outsiders, social support, I think okay. they call it, okay? So I, th- I think that's probably w- what you want is secure attachment style. It just okay. means that, you know, you're confident and... You know, all those things that I just said, you, you, you tend to have trusting relationships that last a while. Doesn't say they have to last forever. It just says right. that they're, they're longer lasting and uh, you have the good self-esteem and you're willing to, to share those feelings with your partner and talk to other people about relationships. Then there's um, ambivalent attachment style, which is, um, they call them different names. I have to go back here now and see what, what it is for adults and what it is for children. But I'll give you the uh, description. Sure. So for adults, you're reluctant to become close to others. Yeah. You, you, you. And we've all known these people. They they can't l- let that wall down. That's me. They're afraid to let that like, wall we down. We all know these people. I think this as is you yours. both stare at me. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I think we've it's all yours. met this guy before. Yeah, I think it's yours, but I'm, I'm not Rangers. positive. Well, really, where'd you meet him? Like fucking right here. <laughs> you can have. There's there are some things that it might be in some of these others that all you right. might experience, but I'm pretty sure that this is yours. Uh, so you're reluctant to become too close with other people. Um, you do think at times, or you worry at least, that the person that you're with, if you are with someone, doesn't actually love you. Mm, now, see, I, I don't never think feel that's that. You. Yeah, that's not me. Right. And then you also become very distraught when a relationship ends, which I also don't think is you, because no. as we just talked about, right? Well, yeah, but maybe. I mean, maybe, maybe that that was me earlier. Yes. It, you see what I'm saying? Like, can you, as I change, as I go through these, all those sound like me in my 20s. They don't sound like me now. Yes, but I also don't think that you're extremely suspicious of other people and their motives necessarily. No, but I certainly would be like, you know, I don't think they love me as much as I love them. Sure, I get, I get right? that. Yes, like I, I put think, like I that. that yeah, everybody puts that thing on there, and that's what that sounded like to me. Like, man, so I would tell myself, you better be fucking careful here. Yeah. Because it appears to me like I love them more than they love me, so... Take that step back a little bit, which would be basically what you're saying there. So yeah. I don't really get that feeling now anymore, uh, but certainly in my You've 20s had, I did. Yeah, but if you were to take that test now, you don't get it. I don't, so yeah, no. That's They call it avoidant children. It's anxious attachment style and adult. I think that's just because of time you realize that, no, you know, sometimes they didn't, and sometimes they did. Yeah. Right? Like, sometimes it crushed them. You're like, wow, I didn't think if I broke up with you, it would really give a fuck, right? Wow. Yeah. Okay. So now you're just like, well, again, love is not measurable. Yeah. Right. So that's anxious. Then there's disorganized. This is uh, the third one. Disorganized uh, attachment style. So you tend to take on, which I have some of these characteristics too. And I, 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 I've often thought when I do these tests that eventually, if I, maybe I'm not answering honestly enough because maybe this is what I have, but you may take on more of a paternal role in a relationship which I've noticed I've done in relationships mm. to a point where no, I'm like, what am me. I doing? Like, I'll pack the bag with all the sunscreen and the lunches and everything else. I'm like, dude, I'm not their dad. Why am I doing yeah, this? Yeah, that's not me. But I do it a lot. And so I definitely do have well, that I think one I, trait. I tend to, uh, uh, I, I, in my past, dated people like that. Uh, who were the well, they, caregivers? Who took the paternal role. Yeah, and I right? think, isn't it a little, I don't want to sound sexist, but isn't it uh, probably a little more common in women to do no, that? No, I think there's plenty of guys who are, you know, who makes sure that they pay their girlfriend's car insurance and fill their car up with gas and cook dinner and all those things that, you know, yeah, it's not the same exact thing, but all those things that a dad would do for their daughter. Yeah. Right? Like, I ain't ever filling up my girlfriend's car with gas. Yeah, that was the thing that you talked about. That's paternal. You know what I mean? That's like, you know, it's nice, but it's also you taking care of them. When you told me you did that the first time, I'm like, what the fuck? They don't know how to... 
That literally never crossed my mind. Right. I and thought I thought it was, of it really was interesting. like a love language or whatever. But right. Yeah. Just, but I uh, mean, it is, I guess. Yeah. But, but that is one thing where I was like, whoa, that, I've never thought like, hey, I mean, in the wintertime, scrape off their windshield. Yeah, I knew it was yeah. a, you know, a very nice thing to do. But like just on a Saturday night, I'm going to go fill up everybody's. That's something my dad would do for the family. Right. Not me. Uh, other signs of disorganized are fear of rejection. But doesn't everybody have that? Maybe not. I, I certainly initially have a fear of rejection. Now, once I'm in the relationship, though, if you learn yeah. to reject me, that point I'm mm. not so fearful of it or upset about it or surprised by it. I have no but fear the, of rejection. The initial like asking someone is just so god awful. Like going up and asking someone out, asking someone See, on a I date, have none of that. Giving, asking for a phone number. I'm not sober. No way. I that can't. Does do not that. bother me at all. Oh, it's horrifying. To me, just, it just is like whatever. You have to tell me you like me first. Or something before I'm ever going to well, go up and have I mean, that conversation you say, with like, you. Well, I mean, you say, like, I'm with you. Well, I guess, kind of. It, I, I say that, too. You have to tell me you like me before I'll understand that you like me. I'm not just going to pick up on the fact that you're flirting with me. That's never going to happen. Me neither. But I also don't have any problem with asking a random stranger if they want to go get a drink. I have a whole, that whole time with that, that. I'm like, what is the worst they're going to say? No, I don't know. It's just imp- I, I feel like I've embarrassed them. I've embarrassed myself. I put them in an awkward position yeah i don't like it uh high levels of anxiety okay uh and then difficulty trusting others yeah i do i I, I probably i don't know how much i have of the difficulty trusting others i guess this is probably i I should go to therapy but it's almost as if uh if you are lying to me i'm prepared for that too so is that the same as difficulty trusting i just kind of think well no i think uh, maybe but i think what you're saying is that little thing in the back of your head where i'm like if this doesn't work out i'm gonna be fine Right. You know what I mean? That's how I feel like with asking someone out, too. Like, what's the low part here? Yeah. You know? Or switching jobs or whatever. Like, whatever fucking happens, I assume I'll be okay. I got, I've lived this long. Yeah, Right? Exactly. Like, I mean, with the, you know, with the exception of getting a, you know, a drastic diagnosis from a doctor. Yeah. Pretty sure I'll be able to get myself through it. Yeah. Then there's... um. Where's the big one here? Avoidant attachment styles. That's probably me now, huh? Have problems with intimacy, invest mm. little emotion mm. in, in social and romantic relationships, mm. unwilling or unable to share thoughts or feelings mm. with mm. others. So, yes, I Hit do him think, in the chest with it, I do kid. think that avoidant attachment style mm. is probably That yours. is me. Now, the anxious attachment style is By the, the way, that, you're the parental attachment style. Me? Yes. I, I think so, too, right? I think yeah, that I could Absolutely. That. You want to take care of people if things get weird, if someone needs help, all that stuff, you're right. not getting out of the I want relationship. To feel useful. You're not leaving because shit's sideways. Right. No, you're I like, wanna, no, I can I fix this fix and it. I can fix this for you. Mm-hmm. I can help you. I've got this. We'll do it together. You do all yeah. that shit. Yeah. Like a good fucking Jewish godmother, you know? Yeah, I feel That's like. That's not bad. So- I'm, not, I'm just saying, mine is clearly that last one. Like, well, avoidant. Hi. Avoidant. Exactly. And it's right there in the name. I mean, I, and I, I'm not. Uh, Apparently, you just buy you a car if you need one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that was, yes, I guess. (laughs) Well, that was what? I guess, you know what, you're right. That's that's exactly what that was. (laughs) Yes. But there are other things in the, you know, descriptions of the the, um, other types of attachment styles, like secure attachment style, Mm -hmm. uh, that I do think fit me. I think that one with the parental role thing, though, is just such a big one that it might be enough to put me over probably all have a little bit of some of them, but I... Like, I thought I had some of that other one, but when you read this one, that's me. You're the parental. I don't know what Snow Cone is, to be honest with you. So I think Snow Cone has uh, probably anxious. Is that what you think? 
Hey, did you did you hear I mean, when these? you list, when you listed them off? I thought anxious right away. Yeah, and that's uh, most of the people who told me about or who have brought up attachment styles is someone who realized that they have this anxious attachment style and someone must have told them, probably in therapy, Mm. I guess, hey, you might have this anxious attachment style because they're having some sort of difficulty in their relationship and they're trying to figure out what's what's going on. What's this cuck got? Do they have a cuck? (laughs) Uh, Let me get back down Your attachment style is cuck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anxious attachment style. Simp cuck. Simp cuck. All right. It's the Venn diagram. Fear of rejection. Do you have that? Yeah, sure. Fear of abandonment. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That's uh, huge. Depending on uh, your partner for validation. Yes. Depending on your partner for emotional regulation. Yes. Uh, and then just overall codependent tendencies with partner. Yep. yep. Yeah. So that's anxious attachment mm. style. And those are people who work tend to, that. when the relationship ends. I, I work on mine. I'm just saying, work on Now you know, right? I am. Now you know. First step is like, yeah, look mm-hmm. at me. And they tend to be the ones that when they end, the, the person with the anxious attachment style is begging the other person to come back, yeah. trying to get them back. I'll do whatever it takes. I'm sorry. You know, I, I don't, I, I don't like, want this to Even if it's not end. their fault, that's you. Right. Even yeah, if a relationship sure. ends, I'm just being honest, even if a relationship ends, it's not your fault. You're like, please take me back. Yeah, when for sure. They should be like, take, okay, I'll take you back. You're like, what a good game that is to date someone in the anxious thing. Yeah. Because they're like, please take me They'll back. And you're like, really? Yeah. Like, I should be begging you. Oh, you know what? Okay, but don't let me don't do that shitty again. thing again. <laughs> but there's Whatever a, you do, don't let me fuck this up again because that was, you know. But there are those other things that could be annoying to the person on the other side because uh, the anxious attachment person can be clingy. Yeah. They can be sensitive to criticism. Uh, they need that approval from other people. I don't notice that people. about you. Which one? That he's sensitive to criticism or needs approval from other people. I've never <laughs> no, heard that. No. And all our years knowing each other. I had to laugh at ones that aren't. That ain't you. Yeah. Uh, jealous tendencies. Mm-hmm. They tend to be the most jealous of the groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, difficulty being alone. Low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Feeling unworthy of love. Mm-hmm. Intense fear of rejection, which we already covered. Mm-hmm. Significant fear of abandonment and difficulty trusting mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. So, Snow cone, I see you. I checked, that checked every box. All of them? Valid. Yeah. Was there more to mine? Um, and then well, I got to get out of yeah, here. Yeah, or is that it? Again. Just basically... Just avoid people. No, I'll find yours again. Avoid an attachment and just make sure that we got them all. But I mean, I think it's pretty clear. Oh, no, no you're not going to make me sign up for this now, are you? Okay, good. I was like, I've been looking at this website for quite a while. Hold on. Avoid an attachment. We'll just see if we got all of them for Lazo. But I do think that it's right there, like I said, in the in the name of it. Avoid mm-hmm. an attachment style. So you uh, tend to prefer left being defend for yourself. Yeah. Um, you... Uh, were maybe uh, as a younger person or at some point in life just kind of expected to be independent. Yeah. Which I know that you definitely were independent, well, but I don't know if you chose next. that or... Yeah. Well, I was expected to be. Like, my parents were. just came home. Yeah. And I'm giving you more details, sorry, here about like how yeah. it manifests, how, sure. how you can become this way. Uh, you were maybe rejected when you were uh, trying to express your emotional needs to someone. Sixth grade, I told you already. Fourth grade, everybody signed a letter. And your Come dad on. telling you not to cry. That, yeah, that, don't that's cry. That's part of that, too. Yeah. Um, okay. So then the signs are uh, persistently avoid emotional or physical intimacy. Mm-hmm. Feel a well, I don't, strong... I don't avoid physical intimacy. No, but at least one of those. Feel a strong <laughs> sense of independence. Yeah. Uncomfortable expressing your feelings. Yeah. Dismissive of, of others. Yeah. Hard time trusting people. That mm-hmm. one, not so much, not I so don't much, think, yeah. right? Well, uh, it may be that I just don't give a fuck. That, that, that could be maybe I've turned that hard time trusting people to like i just don't care because i probably don't trust you so it could manifest itself that way yeah feel threatened by anyone who tries to get too close to you mm, i don't know if threatened is it but okay but you do feel 
You feel something that's not no, awesome. I don't like it. Exactly. I don't like it. I don't know. So you know threatens a weird word. But yeah, yeah, that just might not be Uncomfortable. Right feel uncomfortable by anyone who's trying to get too mm -hmm. close to you. Spend more time alone than interacting with others. Yeah. Believe you don't need others in life. No. Uh, and you may have commitment issues. Hmm. So there Well, you fuck go. you guys. I got to go to baseball. <laughs> All right. Huh? We learned a lot, right? Hey, Mitra... Nine. nine, right? Mitra Our sponsors go to mitra-9.com. I'm on their website right now. They've got seltzers. They've got, I mean, we use the Go Packs around here, the Kratom Go Packs. We also, Lazo now uses the Kava Go Packs. Love them. Um, love them, love them, love them. I just saw another thing uh, the other day about how uh, popular Kratom is getting. I'm thinking, guys, come on. Kratom's been popular for a long well, time. Because you guys have been doing <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. And now we've got really. I see people like, oh, I want to try Kratom, or some of my friends are trying Kratom in it. And I'm like, oh, cool. And they try it, you know, but I'm like, I, I've just seen you guys do it for right. 10 years. I feel like for the last 10 years, we were in the beta phase yeah. of Kratom. And now that Mitra's here, But in my boom. world, it was just like, you know, it was like beer. Right. Like, look at that, Kratom. Yep. It's just slim, putting green sludge in a Gatorade bottle. But now you don't have to do that anymore. Nope, we got Mitra. Because you got Mitra. And it actually tastes, I, I'm telling you, and you, look, I'm never one to not get high. I like to get high. But you couldn't do it. For I didn't do time. it with you guys. Yeah. I literally, you guys were like, come on, try it. I'm like, God, no, I don't. It tastes horrible. Makes me sick to my stomach. I like the feeling of it, but it literally was not worth it. Yep. Just couldn't do it. And, and then now, you were like, try this Mitra 9. I'm like, no. And remember when the Mitra 9 guys sent stuff? They, they sent a bunch of stuff, and then they sent a bottle of whiskey. And they were like, Lazo, we know you don't like it, so have the whiskey. Yeah. And then after a while, you're like, well, try Go Pack. Maybe it'll take it. Totally. I'm, I'm being game honest. Changer. Like game changer. I take it every day now. And now the Kava Relax Packs. At yeah, night, I got to take go some of those home. Too. Do we have any of those Go Packs? There's some, I think there's some in there. We so, have any? Yep, we do. I got a bag behind me. Kava I think there might too? be some more in there. The Kava might be in there, but I've got Go right. Packs for you. So go to Mitra 9. It's M I T R A 9.com and then use the promo code Problematic. Yeah. That'll get you a significant discount on your stuff. Right. And, uh, and if you want to catch us when we're not I on the air I'm on a podcast and talk to us, I just was on. I read it last night, answering people, uh, you know, some questions yeah, and thoughts too. that they had. So, uh, Our church of Lazo. Yeah. There. Uh, uh, but just go to Lazo.church. All of our links are at our all website. All the links there. You know, you can buy merch, whatever. All that stuff helps us. All right? And then, uh, like they say, right? Give it a five-star rating if you like it. Yep. Subscribe. And that really helps us with the company. Huge. So if you can if do you that, you can get a friend to do it. it. If you can do right. it. Yeah, just listen, listen to the it. podcast. Do it whatever you can. That really helps us. If ratings are bad... A lot of times, uh, that other stuff can carry stuff us through. Can really carry us through. So, so. buy some nitronite, and finally, thanks to uh, Direct Computer Warehouse for making this even possible. Yep. So, thank you, man. Appreciate right. you. I'll see you We're next done. time I see you. Hit those credits. And that is it. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help support the show, you can do so by donating at the link in the episode description. Toxic and Problematic is brought to you by Mitra-9. Visit Mitra-9.com and use promo code PROBLEMATIC to receive 20% off your order. Our Twitch stream is made possible by Direct Computer Outlet in Mission, Kansas, and music provided by Kid Computer. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.